Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate rental properties with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Master Passive Income Show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I'm here to help you learn how to quit that J-O-B, that just overbroke job by investing in real estate rental property so you never, ever have to work a job again. Now, imagine if you started investing in real estate, and in 15 months, just a little over a year, and during a pandemic like COVID in 2020, imagine in 15 months, you bought six duplexes, which is a total of 12 units, making a total passive income of over $4,500 a month in passive income. Imagine if you were able to do that. I am bringing on one of my students who's actually been on the show before in episode 134. He actually shared of how he bought his first duplex and makes $700 a month. And now just I don't know, maybe 12 months later, he already has six properties, which is 12 units, six duplexes, that's 12 units, making over $4,500 a month. And I so, so, so wanna show you how to do this too. This is just so much fun for me to share with people how they can change their lives and make everything so much better when you don't have to work a job, when you're making passive income, get my real estate investing course completely for free. Look in the description, it's inside there, or you can go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. Masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. Get my free real estate investing course so that you can absolutely get started. You can see what my student has done and how you can do it too. All right, now let's get into this episode. All right, now let's get into this episode where we hear how this investor went from zero to 12 units, $4,500 in passive income in 15 months. All right, let's do this. And I brought on a fantastic investor. He's actually was a student of mine. And as he grew his business and started buying property after property, he's done it over and over again. So I brought this student on for episode 134. So if you go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash 134 or 134, or the link will be in the description, you'll go and be able to listen to and actually see the video of me interviewing him when he bought this first property. Now, this first property that my student got, that he got was making him passive income of $700 a month. This is a duplex that he bought and he only has $2,000 in the deal. Anyways, this investor is... Fantastic. Benjamin Hoffling, thank you so much for being on the show, Benjamin. Yeah, man. Super excited to be back for sure. This is the first time I've had a student come back a second time to share even more about how their success is. And you've done it in record time. So from the first time you bought your first property to where you are now, you just closed on your sixth property about how, how much time has passed. Yeah. So the first um, duplex we closed in October of 2019, and then we just closed the sixth duplex um, on my birthday. So uh, on last Friday on the 22nd of January. So it's been 2021. Yeah. Yeah. 2021. So I think it's been about 15 months or so, 15, 16 months. (laughs) So with six duplexes, that's 12 units. That's a lot of money, especially that very first one. You were making $700 in passive income. And in 15 months, you're literally crushing this business. Now, what I love to do with all my students is literally show them how to fish rather than just, you know, hey, here's a property, here's a location. Like I, 
you are absolutely the epitome of what I want my students to be is where you can literally keep doing it over and over and over again. And now you have six units. Now with the numbers, we'll get into each property because it's really beneficial because we want to look at how we scale the business. Now, I'm just curious if you're okay to share out of these six properties, once they're all rented, what do you think your total and passive income will be with the 12 units or the six total duplexes? Yeah, no, that's great. Great question. Um, so I kind of uh, look at it and this is, I explained this in the first episode, but I kind of look at it as I've already got a pot of money in my savings. So I don't save every month per property um, as I've already got a savings built up. So given that um, once all six properties are up and running, um, we'll probably be looking at about $4,200 a month in passive income. In, in passive income? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> That is phenomenal, Benjamin. Yeah, it's really exciting for sure. How soon would you or would you even want to quit your job? Is that a possibility or is that a desire of you? Um, I think long term, maybe so. Um, It's not something I'm trying to do tomorrow. Um, You know, I want to I, you know, want to build not only enough wealth for us to cover our expenses. I want to build generational wealth, pass on to, you know, a future family and things like that. So it's not something I'm trying to do anytime soon, necessarily. but it, you know, it, it's certainly just allowing me to have, have more freedom and, and just to make choices that we want to um, more so than just like really live in, you know, paycheck to paycheck type thing. So it's, it's yeah. really, you know, if nothing else, just like has really relieved some, some stress around that. Um, and, you know, I can, can kind of see the long-term vision of like, eventually this will be the only thing that we do. And just the time flexibility and the ability to travel and see the world, which is what me and my wife love to do. Um, is, is, you know, it's very much in, in our, in our sites. Whereas starting out, even after getting the first property, it it still felt like a far off dream. Now it's, it's a very attainable thing. And it's something that we are able to kind of put metrics to and, and put timelines to, and really like set goals. And we've done that as a couple to try to figure out, okay, at this point we want to do, you know, X, Y, and Z. And, um, so and try to work backwards on that to figure out, all right, what do I need to be doing on a weekly, monthly basis to, to make that happen? So that, that's been really cool to be able to see it happen multiple times and not think that like that first property was just a fluke. Um, and just being like, okay, no, we can do this over and over. And, um, so yeah, it's, there's just a lot more confidence there and it, you know, um, the ability to just like throw out an offer now is just not even like remotely stressful versus like when I first started, it was like, felt like the biggest deal in the world. So. Well, usually or all for everybody, the first deal is the biggest deal. I mean, that's the hardest one. And then what's so awesome. And I found with all my students in real estate, wealth builders are the one-on-one coaching that I do for real estate. Once they get the first property, the second one comes so much faster and so much quicker and easier because they've already gone through it. And you already have that experience and you're much more comfortable. Now you've done it six times. Now, the biggest thing that holds people back after they get their first property, you know, once they've already got the ball rolling. And again, if you guys want to go listen to where and how Benjamin actually got started, um, listen to podcast episode 134 and, or, you know, go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash 134. You'll be able to hear all that. Now, Benjamin, in scaling your business to where you get more and more properties, the number one thing people are going to start asking is like, well, how do you have the money? to buy these property for these properties that you have. And if everybody remember at the beginning of the show, I said, Benjamin bought this first property 
and he only has two thousand dollars into the into the deal. He pulls money out. He only had two thousand dollars left in, so he's able to buy more properties. These are creative strategies and things that we talk about here at Master Passive Income. So, Benjamin, walk us through the idea of having financing to continually grow our business, and what are the strategic steps that you've done to do that? Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, it's been it's been interesting. Um, you know, there's been different. We've gone with different strategies on different properties. Um, you know, for the most part, uh, you know, our ideal situation is we'd like to buy something under market value, uh, refinance it, pull some cash out and, and use that money towards the next deal. And we've been able to do that a couple of times, um, which has been awesome. Um, but also, you know, we've done just traditional financing, um, you know, putting 20%, 20, 25% down on the front end. And then what I'm really excited about um, that we just were able to pull off with uh, the fifth deal is um, we actually found a private investor um, and it was actually just a family member, um, which was awesome. Um, but what's been cool is just like having a family member to, to kind of trust, uh, trust the system and to be able to prove that we can do it. Um, and then using, you know, long-term want to use that as a case study to, to take to other friends, other family and, you know, hopefully over time, it builds into this, this web of folks that, um, you know, we can go to whenever we want to, you know, pursue a deal. Um, that's been particularly interesting this year, um, given how crazy the market is right now. You know, banks are taking so, so long. I, I, for example, I had one deal I put under contract in August uh, that didn't close till December. And so... Hey. Yeah, it was it was a wild journey. And I mean, the whole time I just kept thinking, man, if there's any way I can get cash, whether it's mine or somebody else's, like I would much rather do that. So we're able to to do that on one deal. And it's certainly something I want to be looking at. Um, and and a, there's a lot of obviously there's a lot of ways to do it. Hard money, whatever. But, um, you know, the private investor thing worked out. And that's something I'm definitely going to be pursuing and been doing a lot of research on, too. And as you are figuring out these different ways of finance, you are able to get more creative as you're building your business. Because a lot of people real or think that all you do is go talk to a mortgage broker. Well, if you don't have the 20% down payment, well, then you're out of luck. Well, no, there's so many ways to do it. And you've bought a few properties now with basically no money, little to no money out of your pocket. Now, a lot of people come to me, hey, Dustin, can I buy properties with little to no money down? I say, yes, you absolutely can. It's just very hard when you have zero experience, zero properties, zero ability to be able to go tell somebody, yes, uh, this is my um, I, a proven track record. But now you've done it so many times now, you have a proven track record that you, like you said, this family member actually believes in you, believes in the business and sees that it's actually working, which is better for the future. And so as you keep growing this business, you and another uh, route that I thought was great is you buy it and then you refinance, pull the cash out, which is super, super awesome because you're able to keep recycling that same money over and over and over again. So let's walk through the first deal of broad overview because we've already covered mm -hmm. that in the first episode. But I, I want to go through each one of the deals a little bit, uh, not too, too in depth, but I want to yeah. walk through of them because six properties in 15 months is phenomenal. So the first property, how did you buy it? And then yeah. how did you change that into and scale into the second property? Totally. Yeah. And I, if you don't mind, uh, if I can just a little bit hijack this, um, yeah, I do. would like, I would like to skip around a little bit just to go and kind of show uh, the path of kind of that recycled money like you were talking about. So 
Uh, with the first one, it was, um, it was a duplex. It was $57,000. Um, I believe we offered like 45 and we ended up buying it for 50,000. Um, it rents for 1200 a month. Um, so 600 on each side. And then, um, we refinanced it at, um, or sorry, we got it uh, appraised at 65,000 and then we're able to refinance it. And I think we pulled out, I believe it was like 48, um, something like that. Um, and so then, yeah, the next property was four to five months later and we were able to use that 48,000 and some other money we had saved up to buy the next property, which was, uh, $55,000, um, started out at 60. We got it down to 55. Um, and it rents for 10 50 a month. Um, Hey, Benjamin, pause that. So sure. I want to make sure everybody completely knows this is what we're recording it right now. It's the end of January, 2021. And I heard a lot of people saying there are no properties. You can't find them right now. This market's crazy. No, there are great deals out there. You just mm -hmm. need to know how and where to actually find and buy them. So Benjamin's doing all this during a really expensive time where there's a lot of things going on in the market where prices are high. Imagine, Benjamin, once the market does, and if it does change where everything's cheaper and less buyers and all that sort of stuff, how much faster you're going to grow your business. Okay. So I want to make sure everybody completely understood yeah. this is literally in a rough market and you're still doing it. Totally. So yeah, numbers, uh, I guess property number two through six were uh, at least all put under contract during 2020. So definitely a weird year. Um, but yeah, so then we were able to actually refinance that second property. Um, uh, again, it didn't appraise, it appraised right at the value. So it, it didn't go quite how we wanted it to go. Um, but we were able to get uh, right near $40,000 uh, out of it. Um, and then we use that for property number six. So the one we just closed on Friday. Um, and so we had to, we had to save up some more money to, to make up the difference, but being able to recycle that money through three different deals definitely made the speed at which those could happen. And just the, the complexity of closing it a lot, it was just a lot more simple, less people to deal with. And honestly, I was even just kind of blown away. Just like the difference in paperwork. Like, I know that's like a weird example, but like the amount of paperwork when you're dealing with the bank versus when you're not is, is insane. And uh, it just kind of speaks to the whole process just being a lot smoother, a lot easier. And you just have a lot less people all up in your business. So it's, it's, it's definitely the way to go. So really quick with a track of recycling money, the first property recycled into the second property. And then now you just recycle that into your sixth property. Correct. So you just recycle that same money over and over again to get three properties. And now you have that passive income from those first, second and sixth property. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's super cool. That's awesome. Now talk to us about the other properties. Yeah. So then the, the, uh, the third one, um, was one that we felt really good about. It, um, ended up being a little pricier than we wanted it to be, but, um, it was 65,000, uh, but rents out for 1175. So still really great rent ratio. Um, so yeah, we're able, we actually did, uh, just traditional financing on that one. Um, as well as number five or number four, the next one, um, was a little bit more pricey. Um, so we got it down to, uh, 80, it was $80,000. It was actually multiple bids. Um, we had to come in higher than we initially anticipated, but we worked out the numbers to where it was still going to be great. Um, and it's actually, I think it's our best cash flowing one still overall. 
Um, so it was uh, $80,000, but um, it rents out for $14.35 a month. So mm. um, yeah, it's really great property and still has some room to go up on the, on the rent as well. Um, so yeah, uh, definitely at first was weird um, with just seeing the price point and wasn't something that we were used to, but um, decided to, to pull the trigger just based on the numbers and it, it made sense. Um, yeah. And then number five, uh, was just that, that was the one we partnered with the, the private investor. Um, and so to kind of give people any people like kind of insight into how that will work is we basically went to the, this investor family member and said, Hey, we've got a property. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna go out and purchase it. Um, and every month that we hold your money, we'll give you a percentage, um, of interest. And so rather than having to go to a bank and, beg, borrow and steal and, and get on your knees and whatever you got to do at a bank. Um, you know, it's just able to go to a family member and say, Hey, like every month we'll, uh, you know, we'll pay you a dividend essentially. And so we talked to, we talked through and kind of signed a little contract, things like that. Um, but yeah, I, I think that that's going to be a really interesting path moving forward. And, um, I think it's going to be a pretty big key to, to being able to grow this thing because yeah, if you're just relying on your own money, like at some point you're going to, you're going to run out. Um, obviously it's different for everybody, but you're going to run out at some point. So trying to figure out those other, those other avenues is, is pretty key, I think. And with that private money, because a lot of people would love to use private money. Now, how was it that you were able to get private money? Like, was there any, not to say tricks or like, is there anything like anything we should know when we're doing private money? Like, do we need to have a deal or do you just say, Hey, can we borrow some money? Like, is there anything specific that you would remember as you were going through this process to make sure that this deal actually gets funded through a private money? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing is just whoever you're talking to is like giving them as much insight as into your, your history and your track record and the deals that you've done and just be super transparent about like, all right, this is what we can do. This is what we've done in the past where we can do it again. I think it's key to get it set up before you even see a deal. Um, because I, you know, I'm, I was actually in a situation today where I saw a property and I, I don't have great funding at this exact moment. So, um, you know, we still put in an offer and we didn't get it, but I think it, you know, had we had a private investor waiting, um, you know, we'd, we'd be a lot more strong in that deal. So I, I think it's important to build that network and that's what I'm trying to do right now. Um, but yeah, way before you have a deal. And then as soon as you have a deal, you, you know, if you have a list of people to go to, or you just have one person to go to, like you can just hit them up and already kind of talk through the logistics of it. Because that's the other thing is that, you know, a lot of this is going to be super new to people. Like this isn't something that people are used to. So like I had to do a lot of like talking through the numbers and talking through, well, how about the transferring the money and taxes and things like that? Like I was, I had to kind of do some research on my end to be able to kind of educate them about what this looks like. And, and that's the, that's the thing to remember too. Like at the end of the day, like, yes, you're giving them a service and like, yes, they're going to make money, but like ultimately it's your business. You kind of have to take the bull by the horns. And if that means you have to do a little bit more of the legwork and do some of the education piece for them, so be it. Like it's your business, it's your life, it's your livelihood. So that's kind of what I had to do in, in this scenario and, and kind of what I plan to, to do over time. Um, so yeah. With the rest of the properties, so you have six properties now and 
I, what I really love about coaching lots of people is I can also connect people so that it's more fun when you're working with other people, like just have an accountability partner. So I want to know how is the dynamic? So Charles is another one of our students. I've had him on the podcast as well. He's fantastic. He heads up the community um, uh, membership that not the community in our Facebook group. He heads up all that. He's had chats with people. He's really, really fun to be a part of. Now he is your accountability partner, your student success partner. And it seems like you guys are so well paired. That's like, you guys are trying to one up each other, like buying more properties. And so Charles initially had, I think it was like six units, six uh, total units in seven months. And you've definitely beat him, it seems like, but what's the dynamic with you and Charles helping each other out, giving each other encouragement and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, no, it's awesome. I, uh, I mean, I tell my wife, Lee, all the time that like, I just love having Charles to be able to bounce ideas off of. And I mean, in so many, I would say, honestly, in most ways, I feel like Charles is leagues beyond, beyond me in regards to just his deep knowledge of, of real estate and how certain things work. And um, he's just been like a wealth of knowledge. And it's just been, it's really been really good because we both, um, we both had a kind of a stretch uh, over the summer and kind of part of the fall. We're both just kind of like putting in a lot of work and not seeing a lot of results. Um, and he always like ties it back to like, man, like think about, think about the end goal. Think about when we're both, you know, sitting on a beach somewhere, not having to work and we've got our properties working for us. And, um, so whether that's on a call or I'll just like, we usually talk on Monday mornings. Um, but then like, sometimes I'll just get a text on a random Thursday afternoon. He's like, Hey, just like, how awesome is it going to be when we don't have to do anything? <laughs> like, so he just sends those texts. It. So yeah, he's just been like an incredible, not only like source of knowledge, but also just like a motivational, like win in my sales. And uh, yeah, honestly, something I didn't know that I necessarily needed. Like it wasn't something I was like super seeking out, but once you guys kind of like threw that opportunity at me and once we kind of jumped in, I've been like, man, this is incredible. And so, you know, there's different, there's different vendors, products, things like that, that we're both kind of like testing out and bouncing um, ideas off. So it's, it's been a really, really cool thing. And um, yeah, I think being able to have that partner, whether it's, you know, in any way that you can find it is, is pretty huge. And it's reciprocal too. Charles tells me the same thing. He's really, really glad that you guys are partnered up and paired up together and you guys help each other out. And that's the great thing about the student success program that we have here at Master Passive Income is we have so many students, like hundreds of students and being able to pair them up with somebody else that is in a similar spot in similar type of like um, perspective on, on their business model. And as we pair them up, they, they work together and help each and encourage each other. And it, it, I love that it, I wouldn't say it seems like a competition because it, it, it's just so awesome that you guys are both paired together. He is super motivated and you are super motivated. You guys have done, done such a great job. Okay. So in your business model, we have scaled the business. Give us some insights into some either pitfalls or some things we might need to watch out for in scaling fast because getting to 12 units or six properties in 12 units in 15 months, that's scaling pretty quick. I mean, you have mm. property managers and everything, and you have other people finding properties, but in the scaling process, thinking of like, not just running the business, but like money issues or anything like that. Do you have mm. any insights of things we should watch out for as we grow and scale the business? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, one thing that I wish I would have uh, known earlier is, you know, when it comes to, um, like your kind of just like legal stuff, like your LLCs and money flows and things like that, you know, 
what can become very difficult is if you have uh, multiple different mortgage payments going out and you have multiple payments from property managers and things like that, it can get really confusing and convoluted. Um, and so I'm now at the, in the process of trying to figure out how I can bundle a bunch of my properties together so it can just make that less of an administrative nightmare. Um, you know, I think when I bought my first property, that certainly wasn't something I was thinking about. I didn't hardly think that I could buy the first one. So like, I certainly didn't think that we would have this many by this point. Um, so I think that's something that, to think about on the front end and, and kind of do your research in because now I'm kind of that that might slow me up a little bit because it's something I need to get done. Um, I'm trying to think of other things, other pitfalls. I mean, the other thing I would say is just like be super good to your people. So whether it's your property manager, your realtor, um, you know, anybody, uh, contractors, things like that, like just be really good to them and they'll be really good back. I mean, my, my realtors have uh, really helped me build the business and um, you know, I've been able to refer them some people and things like that. So um, you know, any way that you can, can help those folks out, do it. Cause it's gonna, it's gonna pay dividends huge for you, for you in the long term. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. We want to make sure that our team is taken care of. I mean, we pay property managers a decent amount of money, but they do all the work for us. And so we want to make sure that they're really taking care of our properties and really looking after them really, really well. Now, as you explained about scaling the business and some things that might come up, think about now managing. Is there anything that we need to be concerned about in managing the business in a different way or uh, one property is maybe something different than six properties? Is it, does it also tie in with what you're saying with at the beginning, setting up the business, right? Like, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it does have to do um, with setting up the business right on the front end um, to be like totally frank. Like I, I think I kind of rushed the legal setup of stuff and I've actually had to like redo some stuff and it's been like fairly costly. Um, I've had to work with a, with a, um, a lawyer in town. And so what I would say is like, I think on the front end, I was just like, so afraid of like spending money, especially because like, I didn't know what I was doing. And so I was like, I don't even know if this is going to be a thing long term. But you know, if you're at the point where you're wanting to move forward on this, like really getting a clear picture of what you what your legal strategy is um, on your business, I think is super important, because it's something that I'm having to backtrack and, and kind of fix as I go. Um, so that would be something I would definitely encourage people to, to really take the time to look into before you get too far down the road. Okay. So I got to know, what is it that needs to be fixed? Like what, what did you maybe skip over? Or what did you not do? Like, what is the lawyer having to do now that you've grown and the business is getting stronger and stronger? What did you need to do? Yeah, it was mostly just around like how we wanted to structure the LLC um, you know, I don't want to get like too super in the details, but it was just mainly uh, around the structuring of the LLC. Um, and so we, we found a structure later on that worked a lot better than what I had initially just kind of set up on my own. So, I mean, certainly some people can figure it out on their own and do well. I, I just, I don't think I'm one of those people. And so I think having that in-person meeting or just like that, that kind of handholding was a big factor in, uh, just making sure we had it all set up correctly. Absolutely. And I am a firm believer in trusting the experts. I had um, one of my coaching students or in the real estate wealth builders group coaching was asking me about, um, okay, so if, wh why do you not concern yourself with like averages on websites? Like, you know, you obviously have Zillow, like, can't, can we just take those numbers? 
And I said, well, you can, but I found they don't accurately represent what's true. What I do is I count on the experts mm -hmm. that are in that area. Property managers, realtors, wholesalers are experts. Um, inspectors, plumbers, like those are the experts and lawyers and accountants. They're the experts. If you just rely on a website that gives you averages or tells you uh, just a generic number, it might be okay, but I like yep. to know. I don't want to guess or hope that that's right. I want to know. And that's what experts actually do is they really give you some really, really good insights. And so as I think about now, you're going in to, you just bought your sixth property, you're getting it fixed up. What does it look like for the next, let's say 2021, as you're building your business, mm -hmm. is it scaling even more? Are you gonna pause? Like, what are your thoughts about growing and continuing to grow in the business? Yeah, no, great question. Um, one thing I wanna follow up on the last thing you said, um, when you're talking about the different like vendors, like another great example of that is um, like Rentometer. It's a fine tool, but like, I can get on there and look at it and guess, and it will be in the right ballpark. Or I can just text my property manager. She can text me back in 10 minutes and tell me exactly what's going to, what's, what people are going to pay. Cause 100%. those things are great, whatever. Like you can look at what, um, you know, what the averages are or whatever, but like my property manager knows like on this street, if it has these features, it's going to get this much. And so it's like, well, why would I, screw around with a website that's based on algorithm when I have somebody on the ground that knows exactly what's going on. So absolutely. Just want to follow up on that. And then um, question about scaling uh, and kind of figuring that out. So yeah, I mean, the long term goal for for us and our family is to just not, you know, for this to be our full time thing. So we're, we're pushing along. Um, our goal this year is to add uh, before. So I just turned 29. So before um, I turned 30, our goal is to add another six duplexes. Um, so it's a pretty, pretty uh, hefty goal, but I think one thing that's nice about having uh, a hefty goal is that you figure out ways to, to make it happen. So if you have a, you know, you have a, a smaller goal, you kind of stick to your, the way you've done things. And I, you know, for me to do six properties in less time, I, I can't stick to what we've done. Um, and we've got to kind of figure out other strategies. Um, so that's where we set the goal at. Um, and what we're pushing towards. So we're, we're definitely pushing, pushing full steam ahead. Man, imagine if you doubled the amount, if you were able to get in passive income, let's just round it down a little bit, $8,000 in passive income, if you doubled $8,000 in passive income, that, I mean, just $4,000 or even $1,000 is life-changing if you get that much more a month. And talk to me, and this is probably, as we're wrapping up, I really want to know, what are your thoughts about making sure that you're gonna, you're not gonna lose money. You're gonna make every money every single month. And what I always tell everybody, when especially my students, but everybody on the podcast, YouTube channel, everything, we never buy a property that we make less than $250 a month in passive income on a property. Now you've destroyed that with buying the duplex that makes seven or $800 a month in passive income, which is phenomenal. That's awesome. Talk to us a little bit about making sure and safeguarding ourselves from losing money by having these cri this criteria. Because a lot of people might say, man, Dustin, this is really hard to find properties. I'm like, yeah, that's why we work at it. It takes time. We actually got to find these properties. But talk to us a little bit about making sure we're safeguarding our passive income. Yeah, totally. No, that's a good point. So I actually was having a conversation with some friends the other day. Um, and they were all talking about just like the stock market and like, well, there's this hot company and this hot company, but like, I don't know if I should buy or sell. And then like talking about like, well, I sold too soon or I sold too late. And I kind of just like, but in the conversation was like, guys, like 
this is why I don't do the stock market. I mean, like I, ha I have a few stocks here and there, but like, this is why I don't put most of my wealth in it because it's just, it's not something that you can run numbers on. You know, it's something that there's a lot of factors that are out of your control. And that's what's, what was so appealing about real estate is that so much of it is in your control if you do, you do things right. So, um, you know, I, I think there's a, there's a balance of like not having too high of a standard of like, you know, I want every property to be absolutely the most ideal, but yeah, I mean, I think like your, your rule of having $250 a month, um, and passive income, like is such a great rule because even if you have a tenant move out or, um, you know, things like that, you've got some wiggle room versus, you know, some of those folks. And, and this is what I spent a lot of my time looking at when I, before I got into real estate, you had all those folks in like 08, 09 buying straight for appreciation and then they all got screwed. And so it's like, I'm seeing other people doing that again. And I'm like, I, I just don't like, it's, it's a gambling game and I don't want to be involved in that. And I think, I think that's the thing to think about with, with this passive income model of real estate investing is it's like, this isn't like, you're not going to get like uber rich tomorrow, but like long-term you're going to have steady income that is not going to be affected by a downturn you're still going to benefit from an upturn in the market. And if it stays sideways, you'll, you'll do great. So I, I think that's the, the comfort of knowing, like, I understand this. I know how this works. And I know that even if a bunch of stuff goes wrong, I'm going to still make money. Um, I think that is just really encouraging versus other models where people buy things on speculation and hope, hope and pray to the real estate gods that the everything goes right for them. Um, I, I, and that's why, you know, I was so interested in your podcast from the front end because it, it just, it's a very sustainable long-term wealth building uh, solution. And, and more than anything, like, yeah, I'm, I'm obviously happy that we're bringing in this money, but long-term the plan is just like, I just want time. And, and this model gives you time. You know, if you're, if you're wholesaling, or you're a real estate agent, like those are jobs, right? And this is more of a, this is more of just like your income that's going to support your life where you're not having to do all the work. Um, so it, it's, it's just been a really fun journey for me because I just kind of assumed like, all right, I'll do what, you know, people in my family have done forever and work till I'm 65 and hope that I can get out there on the golf course. I don't really even like golf, but like do that when I'm 65 and hope that my bones <laughs> still work uh, versus like, Hey, you know, I, I mean, I don't plan to work past 35, which is, you know, wild. And that's not something I would have said even two years ago. So it's been a really, really fun journey. And I think it's, um, you know, I think it's just going to give freedom to a lot of people. And that's why I love, love talking about it. So I quit my job when I was 37 years old. I want you to beat that. I want you to destroy that by, if you could quit your job at 35, if that's the route you want to go, because some people might want to keep working. I didn't. Really? I love not having anything, literally nothing on my calendar. It's so much. And then I get to literally hang out with my kids. And that's one thing that I love that you said, you have time, you have more time. Once you're able to literally free up your time, your life gets so much better. And especially when you have children. Once you start having children and you really start, you want to spend time with them, seeing, watching them grow, it's so great to be able to do that and think even further down the line on time, you can literally and will literally be able to pass these things down to your kids. I can't, or you can't pass your job to your kids. Your stocks, you should be able to pass down to your kids. That's if you still have them 
but your real estate is literally going to be there. You can literally pass it down to your kids and continually bless them. And they can do it over and over again to their kids and their kids. So uh, Benjamin, so you give us really, really great insights. Is there anything else we might have missed? Any other lessons that you learned throughout this entire process of scaling your business? Not, not a ton. I, I mean, I, I would say like, I mean, we already touched on it, but like find a partner that you can bounce stuff off of. It's not only uh, good for the, the bad days, it's great for the great days. You have, you have people to, to kind of celebrate your wins with. And um, yeah, it, it also just like kind of makes it more fun. I mean, once, you know, I, I know you've seen this with hundreds of your students, but once, once people kind of that light bulb happens, it's so much fun to like talk to people and plan with people and, and stuff like that. So that would kind of be my big takeaway is find other people, whether it's online or in person or whatever, um, that you can kind of take this journey with. Um, cause there's times when it, it definitely, it sucks and gets discouraging and, um, having, having people to, to be there for you and to kind of share their struggles, uh, is pretty big, I think. Yeah, I think that's a great, great point. Because when I first got started, it was back in 2006. And this is when there were the big gurus having those late night infomercials and they're charging $50,000 to do all this sort of, you know, teaching and coaching. Ridiculous. And I did it. I said, I can't, I'm not gonna do that. So I did it on my own. That was really, really hard. There was times that I was like, man, is this worth it? I didn't even know what I was doing. I was just fumbling my way through it. Now I'm so blessed to have with the real estate wealth builders and also with the one-on-one coaching, literally be able to pair people together because it's, this is not a competition, even though, like I was jokingly saying, you and Charles, you're competing to get to who gets the most properties. And that's, that's what I'm kind of alluding to, but um, it's not a competition. We can literally work together. Somebody can invest in another state and you mm -hmm. invest in a different state and you guys are just helping each other, getting ideas, getting creative. So man, Benjamin, awesome. I am super encouraged by you and your great, super success. So thanks a lot for being on the show. I really, really appreciate your time, man. Yeah, man. It was super good talking to you. And uh, yeah, super excited for uh, hopefully the next time I come on here. Hopefully next time you double the amount of properties and passive income and you quit your job and you quit way before I did. Let's say you're 33. That would be awesome. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm in. Okay, buddy. Good talking to you. All right. Thanks. Now, wasn't that just super encouraging and amazing? I know you might be thinking, oh my goodness, I don't have one property. How can I get to 12 units, $4,500 a month in 15 months? Well, it's absolutely possible. And like I said, he even did this during the COVID pandemic, the stupid year of 2020. He destroyed this business and crushed it. You can too get my real estate investing course completely for free. Go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. All right, you guys, have a fantastic week. I will see you guys next time. See ya.